Hi guys, if you're joining in today, my name is Alex and this is Trippy Talks with Alex and Friends. And on today's episode, we're going to be interviewing my friend Josh and talking about mushrooms and his company that grows mushrooms. So, take it away. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> my name is Josh Gookins. Uh, I own a company called Fallen Oak Mycology. And yeah, we're, we our mission is basically to provide Central Texas and the region with fresh mushrooms, but also kind of uh, broadly um, explore the possibilities with environmental impact and uh, psychological impact of, of how mycology and fungi can, can imp, you know, impact, 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 I, I say, <laughs> uh, can, can, can affect the, the planet and humanity and society. Okay. So tell me what got you started in wanting to have this business? Like what was a reason that you sought out this, uh, path for yourself? Um, it kind of started actually from high school. Okay. Um, I took various hallucinogens, but also I was really into, um, agriculture and looking into agriculture as a, I was looking into the problems of agriculture, really. Um, like deforestation and kind of stuff like that and just like other... The carbon footprint mm -hmm. of agriculture, the way that it kind of... We, we have to have it. It pervades our lives mm -hmm. um, and we need to we need to continue to have it. But if we... If the conversation about environmental responsibility centers... It used to center mostly around like carbon emissions based on vehicles mm -hmm. but I think a lot of research started to show up when I was younger uh, about uh, agricultural impact as far as carbon emissions go yeah um, like cows and methane gas essentially is that kind of what you're essentially kind of talking about so well yeah I mean that impact cattle and um, obviously other animals plants yeah. too yeah. I mean the way that that plants are farmed uh, is a, is in a mass scale, mm -hmm. thousands of acres all the time, and um, I mean millions of acres, and most of those acres get uh, just kind of they, they get monocropped, okay. and then which is just one crop the whole time, and then um, they they may get shifted, but they uh, are sprayed with various uh, herbicides and yeah. fungicides and all this kind of thing that kills herbs and fungus. Um, and that itself actually emits way more uh, carbon into the atmosphere oh, wow. than, than even uh, auto automotive emissions do. So that kind of information was something what, that I thought while I was looking into agriculture and tripping uh, right. was a, was a really like impactful, uh, path i thought it was something that i should pursue that's really cool yeah. so um is that one of the reasons like why you would uh why you why it's important to you and and why you think it should be important to other people is because you realize that yeah there is an impact that the humans have on the environment and one of the ways to combat that is by using mushroom waste is that something that you know is that one of the reasons why it's important to you would you say? Yeah, that sounds like a rhetorical question. I get, yeah, I mean, I pretty much I answer. answer. <laughs> but, but the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> well. uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> to summarize what you just said, yeah, I think that um, the impact of, of, of farming something more responsibly yeah. has uh, more broad of an impact than just a niche fascination mm -hmm. to me it has a a broad world impact because you can take a blueprint of something that you maybe accomplish as a company or as an organization and then teach other people around the world or influence other people around the world indirectly yeah. how to do that and um, that can kind of snowball into something that's like a, a, a broader impact than you even intended in the first place. That was kind of the outset of what my mission was with even just like growing fungus and at all. I, I, I thought it was pretty fascinating how little research has been done to um, solidify it as an industry um, in, in the agricultural realm. 
and, and in other realms. And I think since then, since the 12 years I've been doing it, there's been a lot of information to come out sure. that kind of validates that and suggests that it's definitely a, a viable or like a, a important resource and something to research more. Uh, so I, I think we're, we're poised, we're, we're in a position that, uh, we can be impactful in that whole kind of uh, mission if, if we stay on course and if we make our own profits in order to yeah. stay afloat as a business, then we can influence, um, yeah, the broader learning. Yeah, that's really cool. I really like that. So tell me about your business. How long have you uh, been in business for? This particular business has been in business for about four years mm -hmm. as a brand. Okay. But I actually started my own LLC and kind of took the brand into a different direction about a year and a half ago. That's the biotech company that you're talking about, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's Guggen's Biotech LLC. And so uh, my good friend started a company that grew mushrooms called Fallen Oak my or Mushrooms. And then I, I kind of, because he's a good friend of mine, I teamed up with him for a bit and uh, there was a point where we, we 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 decided to kind of change gears mm -hmm. and i just said hey if if i can continue that brand in order to not have to start from scratch then if i make my own llc can i just you know ride that ride, ride that, that wave, wave yeah. and that's kind of how uh we're, we're the doing business as fallen oak mycology mm -hmm. but yes the the broader thing that's been going on for about a year and a half is Guggen's Biotech LLC so that so, we can get into the other yeah. things. So tell me what, what are those things that uh, Guggen's Biotech would be trying to accomplish? Like, are you looking to do research on mushrooms? Are you looking to like um, explore the psychoactive benefits of it? Or is it more just kind of um, looking to see what it is? Like what, what is the, the purpose for that company? Um, kind of all of the above. Okay. Yeah. yeah all uh, of that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, research in general would be nice, but I figured that, um, you need the raw materials to research in the first place. Right. And there aren't very many, um, companies in central Texas or in the U S really that have a ton of volume of waste or, uh, mycelial mass that we can deal with so and before you continue on i was gonna say so tell me what is mycelium because you say that and i know what it is because you told me but tell our viewers and the people my three subscribers um <laughs> what mycelium is um mycelium is actually biologically from what i've researched it's pretty hard for um, science to define it within the bounds of what plants or animals are. So it's science like a, in like, a weird, it's in a weird class yeah. by itself. Yeah, it's but like it's a, a fungus. Yeah. It's basically the main fungal body and books are being published now that mm -hmm. can classify it. It's just that we don't have a lot of back history on it. And, and uh, it, all it is, is the main fungal body of mm -hmm. what a mushroom is and so when right. you see a mushroom it's coming from mycelium mm -hmm. and mycelium is the uh, it's like a a web-like web-like structure of an organism that essentially has like tiny tiny tubes that the way that they digest um their food which would be in in our case a substrate but like wood or uh, a, a cow patty in the case of e. psilocybin um, e. is they just uh, they surround it so mm -hmm. mycelium has these kind of needle-like small web structures that surround its food and Whoa. digest it and uh, it does a very weird it's Whoa, like an externalized so stomach so i remember yeah. you telling me that the basis of life actually happened or with to, it happened to do with mycelium because it was found that it breaks down rock, right? Yeah. And then it turned rock into soil. And then from there, we have plants. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, like the basis of land-based life would have come from single-cell organisms from water. And then those things 
developed into algaes, mm-hmm. which developed into lichens. Mm-hmm. And lichens are a symbiotic colony of algae and fungus. Okay. And fungus itself started to, um, I mean, these are things that are researched right. and I'm not a chemical biologist, but from what it is suggested by by those people by those people and by just fo- their obser- observations right. of like fossil records and yeah. different types of um analysis that yeah the soil on our planet was developed based on or or from the processes that mycelium has to offer so it, it can secrete things like oxalic acids which are just these compounds of enzymes that it secretes in order to break things like rock down into a more basic form and essentially digest it. Right. That's and so then crazy. That, that allows for other things to consume it as well. Cause right. it's kind of, cause it's not just, it's not just a piece of something that you can't, that's not, you know, alive. Cause once other things are alive, then other things can eat that. That's yeah. How it so kind it, of, it, it, that's it, how the triangle works, you know, the food, the yeah, food yeah. triangle, you it, know, it, the one, it kind of like it's, um, I mean, Paul Stamets is a guy that's really famous for my, mycology, mm-hmm. and uh, if you, if your audience doesn't know much about Paul Stamets, P A P A U L S T A M E T S, Paul Stamets has much more to offer than I do in the knowledge of this. But um, his uh, he, he has coined the phrase a sledgehammer species, mm-hmm. and he was talking more about um, Ostreatus pleuratus, which is oyster mushrooms, but that's Ooh. a species. Uh, even before that, fungus was like a sledgehammer. Um, I don't know kingdom that that essentially broke the mold for other species to be able to then digest later. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, they're the basis of life on the planet. That's really cool. That's super cool because if you guys didn't know that, that's some trippy shit. <laughs> it's pretty tripped out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love that. So tell me what else uh, you can do with mushrooms. So I know like recently I've been hearing that they're making faux leather out of mushrooms. And uh, I know we talked about how um, there's like a whole surfboard that was made out of mushroom, mm-hmm. um, you know, biodegradable. So tell me, you know, besides obviously the environmental aspects of why it's important to grow mushrooms and eat them, obviously, cause they're really good for you. But what are the other aspects of why mushrooms are so important or, you know, what are the things that, you know, mushrooms can be used for besides like health reasons or environmental? Yeah. Um, I think br- broadly, the, the the way that those other textiles can be made is because mm-hmm. of the function of mycelium they you can apply that principle the 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 function that it serves it's basically like a living fiberglass um, it can so cool it can run through whatever material you give it as long as it's able to digest it and it's able to digest most things so is there anything that mushrooms aren't able to digest um, I mean, it just depends on the species, but not really. I mean, there's there's well, obviously mushrooms. they can d- do the rock. Yeah, so. the, yeah, it just depends so. on the species, and then okay. that's kind of the the implications of the broader research mm-hmm. is like what can't they digest, and how right. do we start to like channel them to digest and make things out of what we want. So, s- say this this composite flooring that we're sitting on, right? Yeah. It's made out of nylon and and probably vinyl mm-hmm. and some other materials yeah but if you pressed sawdust into a block that was myceliated Mm -hmm. already and then sealed it and put a polyurethane coating on it it could be made into whatever shape you wanted fiberglass for cars for surfboards for flooring for this table for um literally whatever yeah and so i think it's it's a biodegradable resource that we're i think a lot of people are looking into Ikea has written contracts to, to use big mushrooms. companies, yeah. not only for the materials that may be running their components, but also the packaging that they pack their, their, their furniture stuff in. and other right. stuff in. Yeah, yeah, like you see those those molds that are specifically made for a TV yeah. that you take out and it's got like a mold that yeah, holds your yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, those can be grown as a mushroom instead of styrofoam because you see how much styrofoam is put in there and that's just like where where does that go you know you know it's 
you know, going somewhere probably where it shouldn't be. There's like, just nothing about that form that is that it uh, ever was a living organism. And so if you make it out of something that was a living organism, then it's that much easier and there takes that that much less time for it to break down into something that's that the planet can digest and become more of a right because obviously we already know that like the planet can't break down styrofoam and plastic and all that shit so it's like it just makes sense that if you're going to be using that has you're going to be buying something that has so much byproduct that it should be out of something that is biodegradable yeah it just it just makes sense so like i feel like i've more recently i've been seeing a lot of companies try to push for that or like I said the faux leather because um I know for from what I heard that you can even use mushrooms as like a meat alternative yeah absolutely cook it in in such a way that it not it doesn't taste exactly like meat because like come on but like you know like it's damn near close yeah I mean I I eat meat yeah so I don't I wouldn't necessarily uh say that if you eat mushrooms as a meat alternative that it's going to satiate your craving for meat. But if you really, really don't want to eat meat, it would be the next best thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, eating it with me is amazing. But oh, uh, like steak and mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. It's great. And and I think that the, the broader point in that regard is um, the, the less meat that's processed that you eat is probably the better. I guess that's right. a separate point. I think foraged meat is is a great thing to eat. I eat processed meat, but I don't feel proud about it when I do. I think we should try to steer away from that as Mm -hmm. much as possible. And mushrooms in the marketplace allow us to have more options and have more people to have more options for protein and, 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 uh, yeah, that, but, um, the, the, the difference between just to be clear, the difference between mycelium and a mushroom is very small mycelium is the main body and then mushrooms are the reproductive organ of mycelium what the fuck really yeah whoa so So, like the stalk is the is the it's it's a mushroom but where's the mycelium at like if you're looking at a regular mushroom where (laughs) where is the mycelium in there and where's its little thingy jigs so mycelium makes itself into a mushroom so all of its mycelium essentially yeah but it just changes its form based on its process like so like if if uh i mean there's not very many correlations to plants and mammals which is why it's hard to classify right but like um because like if you take for example a tree an orange tree and we really like the fruit of oranges right that's the reproductive organ of an orange it has right, its, because the seeds are in there and then yeah. you put plant plant the seed and then it's yeah. an orange tree yep and it, it evolved to have a sweet nectar that something wants to pick out and spread its seeds so it gets um, Did you spread everywhere, around yeah well so fungus doesn't it's more ancient than that it, <clears throat> it, it didn't have it didn't wasn't able to ever rely on a bird or a human or to a pick human it to disperse its seeds so really what it what it is is uh, mycelium is uh kind of like if it if a if a human body has hormones to tell itself when it's ready to make a baby mm-hmm. it has a enzymatic response or whatever kind of response that it has in its mass in its mycelial body mm-hmm. that says okay the environment above is nice for us to reproduce now so that's why you'll see mushrooms pop up out of, out nowhere, of nowhere because they'll they're they can very quickly assemble their molecules into into a reproductive organ that protrudes That's outside crazy. of the ground how fast or does a tree. mushroom grow i mean it depends on the species but well, like, okay so like you know like like i see the week. ones in the fields just like the ones that you would see in your when you're walking in a field Not sometimes like a it takes days one. only really you know i mean it's like especially after it rains right isn't that a really good time to see yeah mushrooms pop up? that's what essentially what it does is it says hey this is when we're not gonna just get killed by the sun oh because that's so, i i did i did read something about that that's a thing is that when mushrooms you know need to grow they can't have too much sun because that's it'll a, just fry them yeah so they they they're very opportunistic mm-hmm. and so the, the way that they choose their environment that's in order really to reproduce cool. is super selective and so they're yeah. very quick about it and yeah and and they reproduce with this with a spore which is the bottom gills there mm-hmm. and uh, trillions of those spores fall out i saw 
I posted a video uh, the other day of all the spores being let uh -huh. out with somebody who had like a flashlight yeah. and they were shining it and then you could see all the mm -hmm. all the little spores going everywhere. Yeah. It was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really sick. So I loved I love to, you know, obviously that's why you're here is because I I want to know more about it and I think it, you know, mushrooms are such a a viable uh, thing for the environment and for ourselves. So talk to me about um, mushrooms that are really good for your health. Like, what are some of the benefits of of um, some like ingesting not just psychedelic mushrooms, obviously, because we know the benefits of that. Well, if we don't, we'll get back to that. Uh, but the regular ones that aren't <laughs> magic ones. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, like lion's mane. Like, I know there's like cordyceps. I've heard of like I don't remember some other ones. Chaga. Yeah, tell me about what are the what are the benefits of of like taking those? Like, because I know I've I've heard people like get your mushroom coffee, and I'm like I don't really know what that what what is it for? Tell yeah. me. Yeah. Um, well, so each one has a different. Some of the benefits overlap, but mm -hmm. each one will have different benefits. Yeah. And so, like cordyceps, for example, is a vasodilator vasodilator so it opens your capillaries and yeah. your in your blood vessels and yeah. what that does is a bunch of different things i mean that's what marijuana does too it it that's why your eyes get red okay. is because blood's getting to small capillary veins would you say it's like similar to niacin have you ever taken niacin where i haven't taken like, niacin okay because I, I know, know. i i was talking to somebody recently about how niacin like pretty much just like flush it, like just pretty, it does, it does the same thing, opens yeah. your blood vessels and kind of just flushes everything all yeah. around, you know? And so I'm kind of like, I wonder if that's kind of the same feeling that you would get. Cause I guess when you take niacin, like your, you know, your veins, like all your, you can just like see everything, huh. you know, it's like, yeah, I don't know. We're I mean, here now. Um, <laughs> from what I understand with, with, with cordyceps is that, is that um, now I had to have a nutritional kind of like, what would you call it? Like a, a bio nutrition kind of student. Let, mm -hmm. let me in on the inner workings of why it does what it does mm -hmm. because I feel what it does, but I don't know exactly. I, I didn't know exactly why right? it did what it yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I know what you're talking about. And, and the broad reason why it does is mm -hmm. because it's a vasodilator, but the side effects that you get are, um, like better oxygenation of your blood That's nice. so respiration and a lot of people would better. use that for endurance sports so like so we they, were like running yeah they, they, they like get take some before you go run yeah and each breath they I get a cordyceps. better efficiency of oxygenated blood per that. breath and so that but that itself increased brain function right because you're, you're getting, getting more oxygen, oxygen to your brain, to your brain yeah. yeah then you're better off yeah and it also makes you horny which is kind of dope hey <laughs> Hey guys, you want to be horny? Take some cordyceps. Uh. Yeah, libido. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a it's that's, that's one of the so things. natural libido. Natural, thingy. natural horniness. Num nums. Which is dope. It's like yeah, you you get you it it makes your blood flow. You know, you get kind of hot. You get blood to your things. Stuff and and you get <laughs> kind of. Things get a little heated. Things get fun. Yeah. I love so. that. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so what about the other one? So what that's cordyceps. Um, chaga is one that is a naturally occurring fungus that most people wouldn't want to call a mushroom, but it's a fungus that is a parasite to birch trees. Um, and it looks like this weird cancerous conch <laughs> that hangs off of birch trees. And it doesn't seem like it's a good thing, but um, because it's a parasitic mushroom, you wouldn't think that it would be like. But it's parasitic to a tree. To a yeah, to a tree. And we have very we are, we little are uh, similarities yeah, to trees. We are not tree. Yeah, we're not yeah. trees. I'm not a tree. I'm not a tree. I don't think. I mean, I you, let's cut we, you open and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see or how. Or you're if a how piece of cake, look, either tree or a piece of cake. Yeah. You know how you people. <laughs> Either I'm a tree or a piece of cake. Those are the two options. <laughs> no human allowed. <laughs> not, definitely not a human or a mammal for that matter. So uh, these ones look like They look nasty. crazy. They look like, I mean, but if you break them open, they're called like, uh, I forget what the, it's like, like uh, golden blocks. Because honestly, in the inside, it's like a nice yellow gold. Mm. And it, it looks really, really nice. Like and appealing. Like what? Like appealing. It doesn't look like gross. 
when you break it open instead of the outside because you're right the outside yes it looks kind of it looks more bleh. appealing yeah. i thought you were saying a peeling of something i'm like that sounds pretty bad <laughs> still i don't know appealing of skin no it looks appealing yeah um but you're not going to eat it it's like really tough it's almost like a piece of bark because it actually is a deformed piece of bark that the fungus has has eaten has kind right? of consumed and made into a weird thing yeah, yeah. um like a tumor of bark it's like this weird thing but it's <laughs> been found and utilized for i mean as long as human history has ever documented anything okay um in the regions that it occurs naturally in which, which are is where birch birch only grows above whatever meridian line uh more like up in um in the americas it would be like um the bottom line would be like the Pacific Northwest over to Maine, Got so you. it kind of goes up, like more like north. into Alaska, yeah, into so Canada. higher, higher above sea level, right? And then essentially, and, and just the meridian of the planet uh, yeah. is more like towards the North Pole, yeah. And then, and then there's like Russia, Scandinavia, Where you all, all across those? there, yeah. So okay. a lot of like Scandinavian and Russian uh, traditions include chaga as a tea. And I've it, heard of chaga tea for sure. Yeah, and so, so it's it's it looks black. It looks like coffee basically, and it has a somewhat of like a buzz, like a caffeine, but not as strong. But the other adverse effects that are really good to it, I don't know if adverse mean basically secondary effects, uh, are are like lowered blood pressure. So people that have really high blood oh, pressure, my dad has it really lowers it. <laughs> I should tell him about this. Yeah, and actually, um, I don't know if you know about the 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 kind of like biogeometric uh, notions of it, that it's interesting that kidney beans look like kidneys and they help kidneys and that uh, walnuts look like brains and they help the brain and that kind of bio bio uh, geometric that's notion. interesting no i never really thought about it like that but now that you're telling me I'm well like, it oh. looks like tumors and it helps tumors it it, it 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 actually is one of the most high highly acclaimed natural anti-tumor no uh, things that really? are that have so been being studied. I had a, yeah. no i had a i had a cancer scare in december i thought i had breast cancer yeah. because i found um a lump in my breast yeah. and when i got it looked at um it wasn't cancerous but it it's but it is a, a it's a tumor growth yeah it's a tumor and it's not it's it's benign so you know no cancer thank god but still i don't want a fucking tumor yeah. in my body at all yeah. bitch you know what yeah, i'm saying of course, yeah. and so yeah so that now that i know that i think i'm gonna try to get this bitch out of here yeah i get mean get the fuck out of my titty <laughs> get that shit out of your tit yeah um i mean yeah so i i'm not one to uh advocate something that hasn't had the proper proper research I, I also am the same way i never say something is true unless i know for a fact it's true Do you yeah know what I'm saying? And, but and, and especially these days facts are flying out the door like right. nothing anyway i mean facts look like truths and and truths get treated like, like lies things. all the time so exactly. no one really wants to hear you anyways but all i'm saying <laughs> is that that I'm pretty confident based on Paul Stamets' research and other people's research that um, it's one of the most powerful naturally occurring substances for anti-tumor and tumor prevention. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's it, that that's what chaga is. And uh, it's got a bunch of other things but too, like just antioxidants. Like, it's just, just rich in antioxidants really that's is what really it is. Cool. Really, really rich in that. Um like if cordyceps blanket thing, which gives it all its side effects, is that it's a vasodilator. Right. The things that provide all the benefits from chaga is that it's super rich in antioxidants. I love that. And then uh, lion's mane is one that's a neurologically um, super impactful mushroom. It it has been being used in research experiments and I've been contacted personally by people who have multiple sclerosis and different neurological disorders, even paralysis and stuff yeah, like that yeah. because it's a neurologically regenerative mushroom. Um, and that itself is also being researched because this field that we're talking about is really only about a decade, maybe 20 years old in being something that's in the focus of science. 
Um, so and yeah, you're kind all of like at this, being... you've kind of been at the start of that, you know, you've kind of helped, I feel like with your knowledge, you know, you kind of know more about, about it just from like what you've been hearing and what you've experienced yourself, like having to grow it and having to learn about it and stuff. So I think that's really, really cool for real. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that, that I, uh, have any major contributions yet that's what i'd like to do well i think having a company i mean like let's like i know you know it doesn't for me i think it's just so cool that you just even have your own company you know not only the not only the biotech company but that because that obviously is a a starting point for research so like you are kind of at the you know beginning of that i feel like with with that company and then also having your you know your other one um, fallen oak mycology i feel like you know the combination of those two is just like just like super important for the growth of this industry because like Thanks. you're doing both you know you're like doing the research side but you're also like you know doing the doing the health yeah. and, the, and the food side which is great too. yeah i think you have to ha- you have to grow the mushrooms to be able to do the research right so yeah yeah Kind of need, need, need one to do the other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so recently, um, you had your company, Fallen Oak Mycology, kind of um, work with some local businesses in Austin, local restaurants. So, mm-hmm. talk to me more about that. I would like to know more about that. Okay. Um, you want to know about who we are serving? Yeah, tell me, tell me about all these, but these uh, local restaurants that you're that your mushies are at. Yeah. Right now, we're gearing up to make a much bigger facility. So I'm helping build that right now, and buying all the different uh, pieces of equipment and 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 just doing all the logistics that it takes to to have that facility in place. Um, so we have been serving a minimal amount of, uh, people concretely right now, but where we are is the meteor. Okay. We're at, um, Cipollina's, which is a little Italian pizza place. Ooh, yum, yum. Nice. Um, I love Italian food. Very nice. Oh, I Um, like very nice places. (laughs) And we're, and we're speaking, we're speaking with, um, various other people, um, that we're excited about, which is the Tatsuya group and the Uchi and Uchiko group. I don't know if, if you heard that, that, but my friend has his mushrooms at Uchi. Not yet. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> On the phone. No, yeah. I mean, Almost. It's, it's, we're trying to get them, um, Inoki which are a really cool mushroom. They want to grow it in their restaurant. And with the new system, we're, ha- we're, we're adopting some of that equipment. We can get it, we can get it to where we can do installations. So we're looking to do a little more of like that, not just provide mushrooms to restaurants raw, but also, but also kind of help, help them, them grow with it. their own mm-hmm. setup. So they don't have to come back. Or just that you, they or... can have a, a display for customers. You know what oh, I mean? That's fun. They can, they can look at it more as like an yeah. experience. Yeah. Experience. And, and that's like, really cool. Or give it or say, Hey, yeah, this is, this is how it's a home ingrown mushrooms. Like something yeah. like that. Like, I mean, dip, 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 which is a, it's a Tatsuya restaurant that has, um, here in Austin. Yep. Yep. It's, it's Ew. in North Austin. And okay. They they have mushrooms now, but with with the pandemic, they kind of discontinued one of their things that they did, which was just yeah. have a mushroom cart. Oh. And they had like a cart that had a bunch of different mushrooms growing on it and or like just sitting on it. And so we're kind of trying to facilitate them to do that more um, from the culinary side. Yeah, that they could have yeah. different species and, and let the customers see how, how it's growing. So yeah, the Tatsuya side, the Uchiko side, the meteor before we used to collaborate with uh, uh, breweries too, like Jester King Brewery did a mush an oyster mushroom beer. Oh wow! <laughs> which is wild. Whoa! Yeah. I wonder, did it taste good? Did you ever get to try it? Yeah, it's like a salty. Um, it's like a, it, oh, it's kind of like a salty, like a briny beer, which is. I don't. Know I mean, you know I like Jester sours, King. but like I don't know about that. Kind I know, of sour. yeah, it's kind of wild. <laughs> I like pickles though, so it's, yeah, it, it's like kind of in that deal. That's weird, but maybe that's interesting. Yeah. Not like weird, but very interesting. That's fun. Yeah, like weird, interesting, fun. And then another <laughs> one called um, 
it was a microbrewery that I'm not sure if it exists anymore. It was yeah. before COVID, COVID, but um, they did a Omi or Omakase, I believe. It's oh, called. Omakase! I've had Omakase. But I think Omakase is actually a broad term. And well, Omakase, yeah, it's like a it's like a chef. It's a chef designated meal like usually yeah. 10 course and you don't pick you don't you don't pick, you don't it. pick it that's yeah. what dip 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 does yeah omakase is really nice and i've um, only had it one time i guess because all it's of really them do expensive that it. it is expensive it was like it but was I, I suppose the beer was called that because it's just like an ode to that tradition ode of to having that. yeah just saying hey this is what you're gonna this get. is what you're gonna get and um, you're gonna like it you're gonna and like actually this shit, bitch. honestly i really Drink did it. no i really did when i had omakase and i was like I'm not really sure about how I feel about a chef like designating. Well, um, it was the best, one yeah. of the best meals I've ever had for real. Yeah. Um, and I could be even wrong. I, th I think it was an omakase beer. But anyways, what it was is that they took our shiitake and oyster mushrooms and they, sh they smoked them and then they steeped them with the grain in the beer. Interesting. And you would think it would be weird and, and, and really not appealing, but it... It would think it would be more smoky. But it, it added just subtle flavors, huh. and it, interesting. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was cool. So That's those are really kind of cool. some of the That's collaborations. Fun. Yeah, there's I a lot of that, that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. That's so sick. Yeah, and people do like crab cakes with lion's mane. Lion's mane itself is a, is a medicinal mushroom, but yeah, it, it pulls apart like crab meat and like lobster meat, oh, and okay. you can make all kinds of yummy good things. Weird shit. Yeah, yeah. that's good, really cool. Shit. So tell me about. You know um, this kind of application to PTSD that psychotropic mushrooms can can give you. Um, like, what are some of the benefits of? You know, obviously we know that magic mushrooms, you know, cause you to trip, and you know they make you feel great things and see things that are amazing, uh, and see your life. But <laughs> what are the uh -huh. the other aspects of? Um, magic mushrooms that can be used in a practical, logical, day-to-day -day basis um, besides getting blasted. Yeah. Besides besides seeing your life flash b before your eyes and um, trying to assess your childhood as a... As a whole. As, a hum as, an, as an adult, as which are human. great things to do. Uh, <sighs> in subtle doses, it's actually started to show that it's really good to reduce psychosis in people who like are experiencing a, um, psychotic events, like uh, people that are on the verge of needing to go into mental hospitals, uh -huh, yeah. whether it be from PTSD or, or childhood traumas or um, wow. even just schizophrenic episodes, nature. Yeah, manic yeah, episodes. Like, I mean, really. Yeah and, yeah, and epileptic stuff too. Really? So anything neurological. Epilepsy is the thing that causes people to have seizures randomly. Right. And that's a neurological <laughs> disorder too. And that's neurological. Yeah. All of it, in a sense, is neurological, really. Um, well, the manic and the psychotic is yeah, all. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, I mean, it's uh, psychotic, but but we don't, as a you know, when we look at science, we don't know what the where the line is between your actual nerves mm -hmm. and what your mind is thinking. Right. That's that's where there's a disconnect with science, right? Like, in the psychedelic experience, science can't tell you why you thought you were walking down um a purple brick road with the devil and your mom was like holding your hand or you know whatever the yeah, hell what happened to you <laughs> when you were scared shitless you had a bad trip yeah. in your bed trying to like digest your human experience no one knows why why that those <laughs> metaphors happen but we definitely i think science can definitely start to try and break down neurologically at least like through brain scans what's going on and why people are what is going on so like i don't they, i don't know you don't know no i don't know either i don't know I've, i mean i hear i hear things like when you take mushrooms or any type of psychedelic that um parts of your brain oh what's like going the, on with psych psychedelics oh i know oh, yeah. that i don't know what's going on with everyone well, else oh no brains, no but i'm saying, what I'm saying. So i don't know shit on the scientific side silly what happens to your brain when you're on psychedelics uh, i mean well, i guess we're just, so, or even with you microdose mushrooms or even just like uh just ingesting those type of mushrooms 
you know, what, yeah. what exactly happens to your brain when that happens? Well, when you do that? so, I mean, I, obviously that's ongoing research, but, but, and so it's not fully understood. Like, I mean, not many things are fully understood, but from like what dreaming, I understand, even that we still don't even understand what that yeah, is. I mean, that, those yeah. are, those are subtle, but I mean, molecularly, chemically, yeah. what's going on is that, um, serotonin and other types of brain molecules that land on receptor sites is what makes us have emotional and visual so it's and all chemical all of our stuff is based off of chemistry but what makes that chemistry happen is, is are events that are unexplained <clears throat> which is what we would call our human experience or spiritual events and all that but obviously there are human induced and there are mech mechanical responses that happen in the brain and so what psilocybin does mechanically at least is it can fall on those receptor sites as well as serotonin, as well as the other brain chemicals. That's so fun. it's essentially doubles down on what you are experiencing and creates an experience called synesthesia. And synesthesia is something that some people have naturally. Um, and it's a rare case of people seeing sounds and and hearing colors, you know, and yeah, yeah, and, I've heard of that. It, it kind of merges some of your senses, and Whoa. in the right dose, that that provides you with like a super sense in that you've got touch, sound, and vision all kind of grouping merging together and becoming a super sense. Whoa, that's the, fucking cool. Yeah, and that's in the fucking cool. And then in the in the worst case, when you maybe feel overwhelmed, <laughs> it's because there's a yeah, lot. Again, there's a lot. You're, you're getting overstimulated, and 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 you you think the wall's moving, and so then you hear the wall moving, and then you're just, I mean, then you're just, all just over super the place. disoriented. Yeah. Um, and that's part of finding Dosing. yourself. You're finding the dose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, finding the dose. Because I, I mean, personal experiences, I took three and a half grams and I remember um, being in the fetal position in the dark, blasting Tame Impala because I was tripping my fucking balls off. And my friend, he, because I was tripping at his house and I'm like, I'm like, you got to be my trip sitter tonight. I'm just going to go in this room and I'm just going to fucking trip, bro. And I'm going to call to you if anything happens. And so he opened the door just to check on me because he hadn't heard on me in like probably like four hours because I was tripping the fuck out. I'm like, shut the door. Because I was like, I was like peaking like massive yeah. dose of mushrooms. And I realized like, obviously that's probably too much. I'm a super small person. So three and a half grams is a lot. So now I, I keep it under two if I'm trying to yeah. trip. And then if I'm microdosing, I just take a cap, you know, and I think yeah. one of the best ways, and I'll say from personal experience, um, and this is just my own thing, that um, I think one of the best ways to take mushrooms is uh, with a lemonade or like a like a lemon tech is what they call it, or like a mushroom tea, essentially, mm -hmm. where you would take um, like homemade lemonade. Vitamin C. Yeah, just yeah. Some, something similar to the acidity that would be in your stomach. Oh, okay. And essentially you're cooking the mushrooms as it would be in your stomach for 20 minutes. Yeah. So when you drink it, it's easier. You are almost instantaneously yeah. feeling it because yeah. the psilocybin the psychoactive that it was before it had been transformed had that process had occurred in yeah. the lemonade before. Yeah. So I think that's one of one way that I, I if I, I'm not ever advocating for drugs and I'm, I never advocate for drug use, but if that is some something that people decide to do, one of the ways that you should do it is uh, look into consuming it with lemonade or some type of, like you said, vitamin C to break down that psychoactive before it, naturally occurs in your stomach because I think sometimes for me personally, I get kind of a nauseous feeling yeah, totally. when I take mushrooms because it, that, that chemical process, that chemical change is literally occurring inside of me. And they're but gross if, yeah, to, to taste a lot of times. They are very gross. I've, <laughs> I, I had an experience where I took some and then I was good in a sandwich and then I ate one by itself and I threw all of my mushrooms yeah. out because it was so disgusting. So I always say that if you're going to take mushrooms, look into doing it with a lemonade because the the taste dissipates 
And then I always say grind it up into a powder. Yeah. If you can make it into a powder or something where it's, you, you're not fucking taking a big ass bite of mushroom as you're, as you're glugging some mushroom tea, you know? If it's in that powder, I feel like it's so much more easier and also so much more enjoyable because the high is instantaneous and it also may not last as long, but it's so much stronger and so much more, uh, that goopy feeling. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to say, go- I don't want to say goopy feeling, but it's like, I get this weird feeling sometimes yeah. if you I get just, butterflies. Yeah. But in like a weird, nauseous. like not yeah. like in a good way, no, not yeah, like, totally. a, like a, I'm going to throw up if yeah. I, if I don't move. Yeah. In it's the right it's way, like a weird know? nervous butterfly feeling yeah. that you don't want to have. And I think, yeah, powdered stuff is really good. And, and I was going to just say that, um, apparently what's happening when you ingest psilocybin is that it's your body converts it into psilocin. Yeah. That's what I was. That's the one that I was looking for. Yeah. And then psilocin, not that this really matters. If you're just going to eat some mushrooms and you're going to have a good time, that's great. But I guess like as far as a method goes, um, of how to do it. And actually it does matter when you're looking into how to synthesize it and get into, uh, mass producing it for people when it comes into research it starts to matter what's going on biologically yeah uh it's it 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 converts into psilocin and that's actually not something you want to happen before you ingest it because if you do that if you convert it into psilocin it psilocin is a much more um volatile substance it can just degrade over the course of an hour or two but psilocybin's kind of like because it's made by the mushroom itself can can hold up and and be stored um but yeah your body converts it into psilocin so when you when you apply it to different things like an acid like your stomach before you ingest it you're 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 already partially digesting it before you ingest it into your stomach so yeah it's it's way less of like a a project for your stomach right. to try and have to like tackle and then you're going to have less adverse and like bad effects um, yeah. of, of, of taking it but i mean i've done hero heroic doses as it were of uh of mushrooms where i thought i was dead and thought i was dying and, <laughs> but also just felt like i was on the good side just <clears throat> basically didn't just forgot i was a human altogether that's always and a, just felt, a good feeling i i like wait and i've talked about this in previous podcasts about the ego death and how it's so important for people to experience a loss of ego at some point in their lives because if you do you kind of understand that you are part of this bigger whole and it's it isn't just you it's all of us together as one you know we're all here and we're all here to enjoy our lives and be happy and experience good things and you know so i think the the one the one positive and and not just one positive but many positive aspects of of mushrooms and psychedelics in general is that it gives you just a new viewpoint on on various things that you wouldn't normally have yeah thought about you know if you were in a different state of mind like sober. yeah i think it's interesting that it does that for everybody universally yeah it's not just it's not just one person it's like a lot of obviously every <laughs> almost everybody who takes it's a blanket yeah. statement i mean yeah. most of the time i mean because i guess the, the the sometimes that it hasn't happened for me is mostly when i've taken too much or i drink if i drink oh it doesn't do that, that as much. yeah yeah if i well, drink and i always it never dulls your thoughts and, and it so. just dulls your senses in general mm-hmm. your vision your everything so, as I, mean, I as i sit drinking wine yeah but yeah no i mean i think that um i don't i'm honestly only interested in taking heroic doses now after doing it for 13 really? years. Really? I'm on the only, opposite no, spectrum. No, no, I'm saying that I'm only interested in taking heroic doses maybe once every oh, two okay. years. Oh, okay. Now we're, yeah, or, I'm right there with like, you. I don't even want to fuck with that because yeah. I've already gone down the hellhole before. <laughs> I feel like, you. I think I've learned the lessons that I need right. to learn from that and, and I'd rather enjoy it. And so I think, you know, a cap, a capsule right. powdered, um, two or three if you want to have like some more fun a little bit of extra i feel like it's a little bit of heightened like if you want like heightened senses i feel like yeah. that's when you and, and, and it's i pretty love crazy that. what it happens is. when you do it that really because is. you can straight you, up just enjoy it and you can feel it too i i yeah. know that you know when you're like tripping obviously like obviously you can feel it but like when i have microdose i can tell that i'm in a different state of mind because I, i'm just that much more happy i feel that much more aware of what's going on around me not that i'm not aware of what's going on around me in general but like i'm just more in tune with with the things that are going on you know like 
colors are obviously more vibrant and I'm just experiencing a nice feeling without getting those trip feelings where you're like uh, existential dread. I'm getting, dying. Getting pretty getting, weird. On yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Like in, in your head, just like mashed out on the couch. Yeah. I, yeah. So I think it's just such a, a good thing that people know that there is so many benefits to mushrooms. Like but it's to not, tie that together in yeah. my vision, at least I think that it's, it's really cool because the vision that I was thinking could happen by starting mushroom companies when I was tripping at like 18 <laughs> and growing them and stuff was, man, if these things could, could become mainstream, how would that happen? And then I was like, well, I mean, there are agricultural implications, there are really cool uh, environmental implications of broader mushrooms. If you can make a legal business doing that until the point that it's legal to research the illegal ones, then you're going to be able to just convert and do that. Work. And so I think that that's where we are actually is just no, for real. being able to impact all of it. But what's interesting about all that is that the altruistic sense, the, that, mushrooms give you in the outset when you first take them that that altruistic sense of like uh just kind of recognizing that the fact that you were born one day in a crazy way and that you're definitely gonna die and be in the dirt like everybody else that you admire in, in history you know they did their best and they did amazing things but they're still dead right so there's right. not it, you could do the most amazing things in your life and you should but you're never going to beat that. You're, right. you're always going to you're, uh, be dead. Yeah, yeah. So that's not accept, not accepting that as a defeat, but realizing that it's just a truth that you're going no, to have but to live when with. You, but when you do also accept that, that you and everybody that you love will die, you start to live each day kind of more fulfilling, more, more, um, it's more worthwhile when you really start to think about that because if you do live each day like you're dying which you are you'll live your life to your fullest yeah you know? I, and, and i think that that taking all that into account i guess um i think that 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 regardless of psychedelic mushrooms it's, it's interesting that t taking them points you to the experience that that other mushrooms are also implicit. That they're all implicit. together and, and that yeah. they're all one but separate. But and together. or just that all life yeah. organisms are. are and all, so mm -hmm. so it's kind of this weird thing that like it points to itself in like a almost like conscious way saying like, see, this is what you have to do. It's and so, so cool. I feel like that's kind of the impetus that I've always taken for having this company go is just like, okay, well, the the best thing I could do with my life is make music and communicate but then at the other side of things the fact that we're humans and we need to make money the best way i could ever want to make money is to grow these things so that other people can make music or be more healthy or heal the planet heal. and stuff like that yeah. and it just so happens that fungus in general lays the groundwork for all those things and That's um, so cool so i don't i don't think that it's something i should own or anything it's just something i want to promote and try to Same. try to have Same. be popular yeah. because I think the more popular it is, the better off humans are going to be. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I second that. I second that for real. Well, I think that is it for this trippy talks episode with Josh and his company fallen Oak mycology. Thank you so much for coming Thanks. on. It was a pleasure for yeah. real. I'm so happy he came on. It was awesome. Thank so you. thank you guys. And we will see you next week when we talk about whatever we talk about. <laughs> All right. Bye. Nice. Out. How did you like it? What